The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Kim Slamka is a horse lover who grew up and lives in the Golden Horseshoe area of Canada. Having a strong background in science and a passion for all things equine, bringing this story to life was a natural step. And she's just released her book, Bellerophon and Pegasus. So for those that haven't read it, how would you describe the book? Um, well, thank you very much, Toby. Yes, um, the book itself is, well, horses, as, as you've already stated, have always been a passion for me. Mm. And the book is a is a recreation. It's a visually um, enriched recreation of the story between the, the Greek myth of Bellerophon and Pegasus. Um, and uh, I find that Greek myths are a really clever way, right, to study human mm. nature, right? So um, they, they tell stories in creative ways. They're understood by all ages, all walks of life. And um, they kind of teach about what it's like to be a human and some of the follies we have. So mm. Bellerophon really um, is, is a human. She's a mortal who um, is charged in, a, um, in an assignment by the queen to target a um, almost like an ill of the world, a uh, mythical being called the Chimera that was created. And um, this myth really ties in with a lot of other Greek myths that various readers may have read, you know, about Zeus or Athena. Um, but it's really the story of a, of a mortal that has to do something um, superhuman. She's a heroine that has to defeat the chimera and needs to catch the mythical beast, the, um, the Pegasus, to be able to do so. And it's all about her journey to, um, to do that and, um, and also her journey post um, completing that quest and really sort of what transpires for herself and for the Pegasus. Yeah. And the interesting thing is that it's known as a story and not a book, if that makes sense. So was it hard to make a book out of it? You know, it kind of, it it was and it wasn't. Um, Mm. What I found really was that it was fascinating to really look at how Greek myth um, kind of ties out, right? So the... 
the horse itself is very magical, right? It has a lot of freedom. It moves like it glides. It moves like it already has wings. And the idea of ever getting near a horse that's Pegasus for people would be out of this world. And I, I found I was really fixated by certain facets of the classic retelling of this myth. There were many different versions of it on the market. Yeah. Um, and I found that this was appropriately far-fetched because we we have to really stretch ourselves to put ourselves in the mind of Bellerophon. And yet it sort of relates to us as humans right now, especially in the world that we're going through right now with all the challenges with the pandemic we we're almost have to become empowered, right, to defeat our own version of the chimera in life, right, whatever it is yeah. we're facing in these challenging times. And so I was very much inspired um, by the story and the need to, um, to sort of recreate um, that story in a visual world rather than just telling it and retelling it the way that it's been done so many times. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's interesting because there were a couple of changes to the original story, including the female Bellerophon. So what was the idea behind that? Yes, um, this was something I kind of decided early on, right? Like the original myth always portrays Bellerophon as a male. And I decided to make it a female mostly because I feel we don't really have enough stories about heroines. So the classic element of a heroine and riding appeals to many, and it can also inspire uh, young girls to uh, and and grown-ups even to have the confidence to stand up to their fears and their oppressors, not to be taken in as victims, and to reconnect with the harmony of riding and interacting with a horse, especially since you know women play such a key role in households and yeah. education work. So it's it's really empowering. And then another element that sort of ties to the female Bellerophon was to make her a sort of a horse whisperer, right? We yeah. we recreated this the storyline that oh she's a woman who works with with herbs and aromatherapy. She manipulates the senses and um, she uses this calm um, power to sort of almost tranquilize Pegasus so she can catch him. So um, creating a female Bellerophon was really just a way to sort of add a a twist and make it a little bit more modern and Mm. um, also appeal to uh, a wider readership. Yeah. And when Bellerophon is riding Pegasus, she's wearing a kind of Wonder Woman costume. Does that come from the idea of the female empowerment nature? Yeah, no, that's that's great. That's that's exactly um, the the the, um, the idea. Right. Mm. Like when we look at that connection between the different women in there and also that parallel of the the outfit that that she um manifests as she gets on Pegasus, even the golden bridle itself, right? It parallels a lot to the golden lasso of Wonder Woman. And so there's a number of different facets that um, kind of take place that tie in that interconnectedness between the kind of mundane human existence and also the supernatural element that um, that's needed to sort of empower. And I think that's a lot in making that bridge for the reader of of not just a logical world, it's sort of a creative world and that um, interplay between all the elements that are needed for that successful um, partnership between the horse and the rider, between Bellerophon and Pegasus to be able to defeat the Chimera. Mm. And did you feel in a way that you kind of had to make these changes to the original story so that your book is actually unique? Yeah, I mean, it's funny because the characters themselves started to come alive for me in my mind. And I thought I could really approach this in one of two ways. 
Um, I thought that I could tell a literal story and, and get more and more flowerful and descriptive in words and spin it out um, and then let the reader to do the imagining on their own. But what I find is that we've become a lot more reliant, right, on um, yeah. technology and on devices to do that imagining for us, right? We watch a movie sometimes before we read a book. And so because there were so many parts of the story that I thought needed to be filled in, but not necessarily just by myself, but also the reader that can kind of fill in the gaps where they can look at a page in the story as a work of art, but also telling their their own story the way they need to with just a very small um, explanation, which can be read by a reader virtually of any age. So yeah. these gaps um, allow the readers to fill in the blanks. And um, I find that there were so many elements which were very interesting that people with their own histories can come in, right? I mean, mm. you may know the story of, say, Athena and, and Zeus, and you may know Athena is Zeus's daughter, and she knew that Pegasus is Zeus's horse, and that she could sort of help um, the queen who had charged Bellerophon with this task. Um, she could help Bellerophon if she could empower her with that golden bridle. So if you knew some of those other myths, this is sort of a part of that expanded Greek story, but it also ties in to the average person's life, right? The way that they live and the bridges they have to make to be able to, to do what is needed. Sometimes it almost feels superhuman. Yeah. And the book overall, you know, if you didn't have the text there, you'd probably get a good understanding of what's going on just from the pictures, wouldn't you? The pictures kind of tell half the story. Yeah. The, yeah. That that was kind of the direction. And I think yeah. as well, you know, like when it comes to some of the, um, the visualizations, like when I think of, for example, the chimera, um, you know, I think the chimera is a shapeshifter, right? Yeah. And that was very challenging. It was something that would have been pretty difficult to narrate but when you when you're looking at the images and you see for example the sorcerer bringing the chimera to life you can see that it has a different dimensionality than in the scene where the chimera is in the battle and it morphs and um, this i think will attract different readers um, the vivid illustrations they get that self-narration going they get the reader more involved in their own creative dialogue and i think that's a very very important thing that's that bridge between between the logical and creative that, you know, we in our very technologically advanced world, we tend to rely yeah. on equipments to do it for us, right? And now yes. you're going back into a, a book where the images are speaking to you maybe differently than the text might be. And they're giving you that opportunity to bridge these gaps and, and uh, like you said, have that story come alive in a different way. Yeah, and the pictures themselves are probably the most impressive I've ever seen in a book I've read. How were they done? Are they painted or something? Well, thank you very much. Yes, they actually. I worked um, on this project with a few artists, and yeah. we worked collaboratively on the different scenes. So sometimes you can look at um, the different impressions as we were describing the 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 scene themselves and how we saw these new twists kind of formulating and what the artist came back so there were many revisions to every scene and then we had to sort of merge them together um, and that's part of the the dance between the different images right it's you you get to see um, some of them were they were all done digitally but um, some of them were more drawn versus um, you know sort of designed um, but nonetheless they come together in that sort of dynamic to sort of fulfill, fulfill that picture yeah, absolutely. 
And also, sometimes, when you put white text on top of a picture, it doesn't always work. Sometimes you can't read it. But in this book, it just seems to work throughout. We struggled with that. And I think there <laughs> may be a couple of pages where we really couldn't even use white text. I think we used the, the dark text, yeah. um, you know, just because we had to make sure that the uh, the text is is visualizable and, um, and readable for the different um, scenes. But yeah, the focus is really on the image and how they they come alive and also even the use of color if you're looking at the book um, and you see the different uses of colors we use everything from the yellows and oranges and reds to um, blues and greens and of course lots of purple too and pink so it sounds like it's a mishmash when you're hearing it but when you see the different scenes it's part of that healing journey that I think that we as humanity are really on right is the need to see things differently and come across images differently and the use of color and words. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, to sort of stir the creative process in all of us. Yeah. And the story itself is narrated over a very long time, but it appears to have just taken place over just a few days, as far as the reader can tell. But visually, there's a different tale going on, isn't there? Um, yeah. Um, so when it comes to the actual narration um, of the of the time frame, right, there's a part pre-Chimera where, you know, it seems like it's, I think that's what you're sort of referring to is the time where, um, you know, it seems like it was in, the, in medieval times almost. 
Um, And then, um, you know, it it was difficult to envision doing that if I was not to write it out as a picture book. So when I looked at the different Greek myths, I found they were really very timeless. And that, you know, to be able to connect the surreal and divine pieces with the logical world, that was challenging. So there were things like, you know, sharing bread with a homeless man on her journey, uh, who ended up being a sorcerer, right? I mean, that's not an everyday component. Um, and then, you know, the connection, again, we've talked about Wonder Woman and Athena, but these, um, and, and then there's also the, the connection, for example, with Pegasus, the constellation, right? It's been around for millennia outside the realm of Greek, ancient Greek mythology, and it's yeah. going to be there for millennia from now. Um, but that modern time feel is really to bring um, Bellerophon back to a time where technology exists. So once Zeus takes Pegasus back and Bellerophon goes on to her calling, which is her passion to work with horses with aromatherapy, we see scenes with a modern barn and modern person um, and real world concerns. So there's that feeling that in defeating the chimera, Bellerophon is now able to return to a more comfortable presence, you know, with breeches and fanfare and horse shows. And then we have that security that Pegasus, who's timeless across dimensions, um, who, who didn't change in time, he's there to protect us against mythical um, um, evil, right? So I enjoyed I enjoyed playing with all these different elements and then leaving the gaps as well for readers imaginations to take hold, because I, I really feel that those visual components is were the key to be able to bring all that together. So the story was really to celebrate myth and also partnership interdependence between human and horses and humankind to be able to achieve the impossible. Yeah. And the thing about aromatherapy as well is quite interesting. Is that maybe inspired by your own life? Because I see you're the founder of an equine aromatherapy company as well. Yeah, yes. I I guess probably I was dreaming um, awake. Um, This is true. um, I mean, the company itself was actually founded before the book was written as a passion of mine. So it kind of ties into that need to complement more prescriptive methods of modern medicine and include uh, holistic uh, complementary care with alternative methods. So, I mean, in the human world, right, we don't really think about it, right? We go out, we light a candle that has essential oil ingredients, or we use room diffusers, and or we get a massage and we get lavender or, or eucalyptus oil to help us relax and distress. Um, so herbs and oils have been around for centuries, and they have proven benefits for reducing pain and stress and improving care in a variety of medical conditions. And then so that's kind of where that all started was that need to sort of um, complement some of the care that we offer horses um, with essential oils. And um, we we started that company in, I think, 2017, uh, late 2017. And it was really to, to help these horse owners all over the world with the additional benefits. So the story of Bellerophon, it was named Bellerophon after the only mortal human to ever ride Pegasus, which yeah. was very inspiring at that time. But I think the story for the book, it sort of played around in the background as I started seeing these characters and then eventually I just had to, I had to put it on paper. So it, it ties nicely into the emerging of art and science as well in the, in the care of horses using aromatherapy. Yeah. And there's one scene in the book where she's lying down and you can see the essential oil right there in front of her. So that's nice product placement. <laughs> yes, there is a certain element of marketing and that's part of where I see a little bit of humor, you know, when people might view that and say, is this, is this a book? Is it a 
marketing piece, it can be both, but you know, it really is focused a lot more on the story. Um, you know, for the for the company, we do have a version that is a little bit more focused just on the product. Um, yeah. But yes, you can see the real bottle of the equine aromatherapy um, in the Temple of Athena, outside the Temple of Athena, as well as in a scene where she's actually working with a customer at a barn uh, towards the later of her life. Um, you can even see the gray in her hair, actually. She had aged oh, yeah. after and, um, you know, still uh, still looks like Bellerophon, but she's got the bottle there and um, she's working with a, a beautiful gray horse. Yep. So why revisit a classic now? Yeah. I mean, I think like the appeal of a classic is classic, right? I mean, there are stories that have been told and retold and they've been passed down so many times that they're like the part of our culture, like the fabric. Like we can drive down the street, we can talk to people, we can hear things, um, and it's normal everyday things, but somehow we've lost the vibrance and that significance of the, like the myth. And I can't help but feel, especially, you know, during these lockdown times, right, being at the end of a very hard second year of this pandemic, people need myths like Bellerophon and Pegasus to heal themselves, to inspire themselves and others more than ever to get through this better. And it's not just this myth, it's any myth, it's anything that, you know, that kind of resonates with our core that will empower us to overcome these hardships that if we can't get wings ourselves, we can at least borrow some and we can connect through Pegasus and Bellerophon through these stories for a while. Yeah, absolutely. And who would you say the audience of the book is? Because is it in a kind of niche where an age where someone can read, but also like a lot of pictures? Although everyone loves pictures, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's an interesting question. I mean, I've been mm. connecting around around this one point with others just to try to get a sense. And it seems to yeah. vary, right? Like, like you said, like picture books tend to sort of, we view them as something that's reserved for a younger person getting bedtime stories read by a parent Um, but like the pictures do a great job and the story is short enough for this to be the case Um, but the depth like the vocabulary could be appreciated by somebody older like a youth or even an adult who really loves myths and stories about horses or anyone who wants to look at just just look at the pictures right and then just kind of tell their own narration and just get out of the text like the text is small enough in the sense that it doesn't overtake the, the pages that you could you could narrate the story yourself once you know it. Yeah, and it's a great way for young children to learn this vocabulary, I suppose. Absolutely, that's how I look at it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And what value will the reader get from reading it? Yeah, I mean, I think like different readers, like you pointed out, would get different things. And I mean, it's a quick read, which is really satisfying. You're not going to be reading this book for days and days. It's 60 pages. Um, The art is inspiring and healing because we use a lot of different, like you said, colors and they're very rich. But there's also little elements when you look at the pages that you can kind of see that like the dimensionality of the chimera was the example or the fact that Bellerophon's getting older or the fact that her costume change to a modern style so these i think um are playful or fun and you know people can have a good time kind of looking at that story from different angles but i think like the um the things that really stick for me are the inspiration right the need for us to kind of break away from this great out world we've been living in for the last while and to move forward that we have the knowledge 
acknowledge that the divine is graceful and it will help you to meet and face your own chimera when you remember that you're not doing it alone right like this is about interdependence um and and this brave new world that we're, which is coming out now i mean it's all about interdependence and and celebrating the rejoining of a mindful horse and rider so you know we're really excited to be a part of that and to have um, created this book and to have worked with such great talent and we really hope that the readers enjoy and the viewers enjoy the book and celebrate um that that joining as well yeah absolutely and have you got any plans to do any more books after this one (laughs) (laughs) i uh i haven't thought that far ahead i certainly Uh, enjoyed this i think um you know we're going to celebrate the success of this for a little while um and you know certainly if uh if the creativity is there and um and it should strike i'm i'm certainly open to to new opportunities along writing another one in the future really enjoyed it yep well in the meantime where can we check out this current book if we'd like to read it um it's available uh on amazon you can also uh pick up a copy on at barnes and noble um both those retailers have them in a hard copy format um as well as a digital format and um you can also find the copy of the book on our website at bellerophonequestrian.com um and we do also offer customization on that book in the sense that um we can we can um, have the author sign myself as well as customized um a dedication to it Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Well, thanks very much for joining us here on the show today. It's been great to talk to you. Thank you, Toby. It's been great. (laughs) Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The throbbing pulse of sound. 